This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Watts kicking at the bottom of your screen. Been impressive this week. Back to throw, pick and turns and slings it. This one is caught by Deontay Johnson. Touchdown. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. NFL Network, courtesy of the call. How about last year? Kenny Pickett throwing a touchdown to Deontay Johnson. We would play one from this year, but it hasn't happened yet. Uh, why are we playing a Deontay Johnson touchdown reception? Because he's on the injury report today for the Steelers with a hamstring injury. He hurt his hamstring in week one and missed like six weeks of time. So maybe this is just like a rest situation for Deontay Johnson. Or if he re-aggravated that hamstring injury, he going to be out this week and is going to be out for a little bit. So not speculating. We'll wait for more information. But this is generally how it goes with hamstring injuries. The Steelers host the Jacksonville Jaguars coming up on Sunday. Our pal Connor Allen will join us in a second to talk about that game and more. 20 minutes from now, though, we get back to P-squared, B-squared NFL awards. The GOAT of award betting, Ken Barkley, going to tell you how to bet defensive player of the year right now in the National Football League, among other things. We look forward to that. Joey Kanish coming up next hour. Bets of Steel next hour. All our bets coming up for tonight, aside from hockey, in the Power Hour final hour, where we'll also be joined by Evan Silva from Establish the Run. But joining us right now to talk the Jaguars and Steelers and the rest of the slate coming up week eight in the NFL is our good friend Connor Allen. Connor is on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. He does awesome work for our friends over at 4 for 4 and Betsperts. And I encourage people to check out 4 for 4, like amazing sports betting website. Like uh, you play DFS, you play season long fantasy, you bet on games, you props. 4 for 4 is awesome. And Connor's NFL betting podcast, along with our friends Ryan Noonan, John Daigle, and others, is Move the Line. You can find it wherever you find your podcasts. Connor, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, happy week eight. Guys, appreciate you having me on. Nick, appreciate the kind words. Yeah, it's uh, feels like we're halfway-ish through the season, but uh, that's kind of scary because it's already felt pretty long. So, you know, the grind is in full effect here. But at the end of the day, you know, we talk about sports, but on sports. So, you know, can't really complain too much. Well, yeah, and, and I think, you know, Nick probably feels this way, too. We just the barrage of other sports that are on besides football right now, too. Like, I, I don't you know, I feel like neither of us got a break in our sleep last night because we were up watching Wemba Nyama until 1215 in the morning. It's like, well, maybe tonight or there's 12 hockey games and like the Suns are playing the Lakers at 10 o'clock. And oh, by the way, there's a football game. Uh, but kind of we, we played Deontay Johnson there and I, you know, Nick gave that update. I know that's a game that you have some interest in in that Jag Steelers game from a side and a prop standpoint. Why don't we do the side of the game first? And just uh, maybe what you like here. I I feel like all week we've kind of been dancing around the idea. We kind of like Pittsburgh. Do we want to bet them? Do we want to bet them plus three? Do we want to wait? Like, or do we want to bet the game? Just sidewise, Jags two and a half right now on the road against the Steelers. What do you like in this? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I'm going to go the opposite way here. I kind of like the Jags in this spot. And a lot of it just has to do with wanting to fade Pittsburgh. I think that they're a little bit overrated in this spot coming into this game four and two. And if we look at their defensive metrics here, they've obviously been solid overall, but a lot of that's been pressure based right now. So when they get pressure, they've been elite allowing a 37.9% completion rate. It's like basically best in the league, five yards per attempt. But when they don't get pressure, that skyrockets to 8.2 yards per attempt. And I think a lot of this 
is, you know, them playing well in specific spots. But overall, their defense, 28th in explosive pass rate allowed. They're allowing 4.6 yards per carry to opposing running backs. Um, and I don't really think that their offense is all that good either. 28th in EPA per play, 29th in passing, 30th in points per game so far, dead last in both play and drive success rate. Uh, I understand that Mike Tomlin is a fantastic coach, and I think a lot of that is the reason that they're in this position, that you know they've played, that they've won so many games to date so far. But uh, you know, I, I like the Jags minus two and a half in this spot. I think that I'm going to look to continue to fade, try and find ways to fade them, kind of like the Bucks a couple of weeks ago coming off some, I think, fluky wins. I think there's some good uh, selling points there. What do you think about the Steelers' run game in this particular matchup against like a pretty stout Jaguars front with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren? Any plays there? Yeah, I like Najee under here in this spot. So um, I think that you can play this down to 40, honestly. He's been, you know, average under four yards per carry this year. He's cleared this number in half of his games, but that's coming against the Ra- Raiders, Rams, Texans. Now, this is the Jaguars, as you mentioned. Pretty stout run defense, pretty good on a play-to-play basis. Second and early down rushing success rate allowed, allowing just 3.4 yards per carry to opposing running backs overall. Only three running backs have cleared 45 rushing yards against the Jaguars so far, and all three of them I think are far superior backs. Uh, then Harris one of them was Alvin Kamara last week but it took like a random 15 yard draw play with like in their two minute warn two minute drill trying to drive down the field like late in the game so I'm willing to bank on that not happening here especially with Najee only has 56 percent of the carries of the team so far this season so I'm gonna go with the under and Najee Harris here Connor, there's been a, a team on Monday that I referred to as like the horseshoe team of the year, meaning it just, I don't know how they have the record they have. They've just gotten like really lucky in a bunch of their games. And that's Cleveland. Obviously, it beats San Francisco. They missed the field goal. The Browns win that game when, uh, you know, when Deshaun doesn't play and it's PJ Walker. And then Deshaun exits the game against Indianapolis really early. Wasn't playing well. PJ Walker comes in, did not play pretty. You look at the stat line, you can't believe the game had 77 points scored in it. You look at his numbers after the game, but Cleveland wins again. And now they, they head to Seattle. And everyone's betting Seattle out to like three and a half. And I just have this like sneaking suspicion the same thing's going to happen again. But that doesn't mean P.J. Walker has to play well. So side total props, anything for you here on Cleveland and Seattle this week? Yeah, I initially took some two and a half on uh, Seattle, but now we're out to three and a half. And I think that this game is going to be a bit of a dogfight because I don't really see either offense having too much success here. And that leads me to my favorite bet in this game, which is P.J. Walker under, I believe we're looking at 202 and a half, 201 and a half passing yards at this point. And specifically in this spot here, Walker's had under 200 passing yards in both of his starts, 178, 192, completing just 49%, 52% of his passes, averaging 5.6 yards per attempt. Now he draws the Seattle Seahawks as small underdogs, I think the Seattle defense is legit, especially now that they have Tariq Woolen, Devin Witherspoon, Jamal Adams back. In their three games, mostly all back together, they haven't allowed a quarterback to average more than six yards per attempt, and they haven't, and they've held three straight of them to under, you know, this number here. So I think that it's unlikely that PJ Walker comes out here and really busts loose. Um, I think it's going to be like a low-scoring affair on both sides, probably a couple of running plays back and forth. I think you can play multiple different unders in this game. Honestly, my favorite look is PJ Walker, but I think you can get there with maybe Kareem Hunt or Pierre Strong unders. I think. I'm not sure Gino's going to have an awesome game either, to be honest. Like, it, it, a lot of tough matchups here either way. So uh, I'm going to look to play, probably play a couple under other unders in this game as well. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Tremendous football Thursday. Talking week eight in the NFL with our friend Connor Allen from 4 for 4 and Betsperts. He is on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. Connor, curious your thought on the Falcons-Titans game this weekend in Tennessee. Will Levis likely to start for the Titans? Desmond Ritter and the Falcons and that mustachioed moron, the bozo Arthur Smith. Uh, two and a half point road favorites. Hopefully Bijan plays in the game. And if he doesn't, it'd be great to have him on the injury report. Atlanta, a juice two and a half point favorite on the road at the Titans. Any bets for you here, Atlanta and Tennessee? 
Yeah, I could be buying a new house right now if we had gotten some word that Bijan was going to be right. active but not playing here. I mean, yeesh. Um, I think – I do like Atlanta in this spot, though. You're under the three. It looks like it's probably going to close at three and climb up to that spot, though. But I think there's a couple of things working in their favor here. So, Tennessee obviously traded away, you know, Kevin Byard, one of their, their starting safety. He actually led their defense in snaps. Their secondary was already not playing that well, 28th in EPA, 28th in explosive pass rate allowed. And they basically were terrible against everyone except for an injured Joe Burrow, who they dealt up a pretty perfect game plan for. They were able to get pressure on and, uh, you know, kind of shut down that passing attack. But otherwise, they haven't really done a good job of, you know, shutting down opposing passing games. And now they get a much more mobile Desmond Ritter, who – I think he's been playing better as of late. Uh, you know, obviously it's not a straight path forward. It's a little bit rocky at times, but I think that he's shown that he can at least, you know, be competent at some points. Uh, and that's more than we could say, I think, a couple of weeks ago in the spot. So uh, you you factor in that matchup too. And then this Titans offense here, I have just zero faith in whatever, uh, Will Levis, Malik, Malik Willis. Like we, the, the Titans saw enough from Will Levis to make him not the backup, you know, like after the preseason and like have Malik Willis be the backup, which in my mind is pretty surprising because I would think that in a normal game, you'd want a guy like Will Levis to be the backup and Malik Willis to be kind of the quarterback that you could play in like a, maybe you have a week to game plan or something like that. But that was not the case for the Titans here. So I have really, really low expectations for this Titans offense against the Falcons defense that has been uh, pretty solid in a lot of ways. So I like Atlanta here less than three. I'm not sure I'd lay the three, but I do like the two and a half. Connor, why don't we just do a couple minutes here on Thursday night football? Again, like even if you don't have a lot of bets that you like, just there, there's a game tonight and there's obviously going to be a lot of betting interest. And the the point spread movement has been pretty interesting in the game too. At the start of the week, it seems like people wanted Tampa. This got all the way down to Buffalo minus seven on Monday afternoon. We were doing the show talking about it. Like Buffalo's only going to be a touchdown. Like what's going on? Mayfield gets on the injury report. Godwin gets on the injury report. All of a sudden there's all this interest in the Bills. Looks like Mayfield's going to play, but the Bills are out to like nine and a half. There's even tens in a couple places and the total's hanging out like 43 and a half uh any bets for you side total props even just thoughts things that you like tonight buccaneers and bills yeah i took two different props in this game and both of them are, i think are still in pretty playable range i took dalton kincaid over 37 after receiving yards i think we're looking at 39 at this point i think it's more than fine still dawson knox is out uh quinn morris the other tight ends out also we saw last week dalton kincaid go for you know 75 yards and eight receptions against a Pats defense that's normally been pretty stout against tight ends. This Bucks defense has as well. But the key is that, that, is that Dalton Kidd's not just playing as a tight end. They're lining him up all over. So it played out wide 40% of the time, in the slot 35% of the time. And he really excelled against zone coverage. So last week against zone coverage, Kincaid went 7 for 71, but just 1 for 4 against man coverage. This Bucks defense plays zone in nearly 70% of the time. One of, the high, one of the highest rates in the league. He also had a 35% target share against zone coverage. So this is higher than Stephon Dix. Now, if, they, if he plays like a completely traditional tight end role, maybe things get a little bit different. But I think that regardless, if he's on the field more, he's running more routes, that's going to be a positive for his usage. So I like that over there specifically. And then I also played Rashad White under 12 and a half rushing attempts. Um, I mean, we have Chase Edmonds coming off IR. Coming out of the bye here, he's seen just 7 and 13 carries. Last week, his 13 carries came in a pretty neutral game script with just like Keyshawn Vaughn seeing a couple of carries. Um, also, prior to Chase Edmonds' injury from IR, he was used, or injury, he was used in the first drive against the Bears uh, alongside Rashad White. So I think they're probably going to try and work him in a little bit more, working Keyshawn Vaughn. And then if, if this gets out of hand at all, I mean, again, the Bills are 10-point favorites. Like, there's a lot of different outs for Rashad White not to get 13-plus carries in the spot. All right. Connor, we'll close with like the rest of your favorite bets for the weekend, but uh, you're a Chicago guy. Let's let's talk about your Bears for a second with the secret Bajant man. Uh, Chargers eight and a half point favorites on Sunday night. You uh you 
you, you back in 007 here and the, and the Bears against the, the Chargers? Yeah, I feel like I kind of have to. It started as a bit. Like, I bet on him last week just for kind of for fun. And then in this this spot, though, this Bears defense has played well the last two weeks since they got their starters back. I mean, I really played against Brian Orr, which doesn't matter. But they played significantly better against this the Vikings than uh, the Niners defense did, which is kind of interesting. And then their offense, like Tyson Bajan wasn't like awesome, but he was executing what needed to be done. He was moving the ball. Deonta Foreman looked good. They're getting Roshan Johnson back. I'm not like ecstatic and jumping to back the bears here, but um, I think at eight and a half, I don't think it's the worst thing ever. So, you know, if, if you want to talk yourself into a bears bet, uh, I don't see why not. We always put up these like social media posts and I sometimes like, I, I don't envy the person doing the post cause they have to like pull out a quote of the person selling something. And it's like, what if it's just like, not that strong of a take? It's like, I, I just imagine pulling Connor saying like, well, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Like, Oh, oh <laughs> let me click the button. Sounds great. Uh, and, and Nick writes something funny in our chat bears by far the less dysfunctional team in this game, which is obviously funny. If we know what happened to the bears, the first part of the season, Connor, we have a, we have like two minutes left for all the, any other prop bets that you like say two or three things in the other games we haven't talked about yet for Sunday. Uh, it's how we end our interview with you every single week. For sure. I think in the Green Bay, Minnesota game, I think you can play some Jordan Love completions under his stats against the blitz and pressure are just like horrendous. And Minnesota blitzed the Bears over 70% of the time and lead the league in blitz rate at like 50 something percent. So they ratchet up that rate like significantly here. I think AJ Dillon unders too. Minnesota's been pretty good against the run so far this season, surprisingly. Christian McCaffrey overs. I think this is like a massive explosion spot, even without Brock Purdy. Great match against the Bengals run defense, 4.7 yards per carry allowed. Bottom five in explosive run rate and run the EPA. And then also Zay Flowers receiving overs potentially against Arizona. Um, 73.6% of all wide receiver targets have been completed so far against Arizona, allowing 9.7 yards per target. So I think all three of those plays, or I guess four I think I mentioned, are all very much in play and could be on my official card here once the props are wildly available. Oh, the hashtag official card. <laughs> Hashtag official. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. I, I like to wait until the market's a little more developed because otherwise, you know, I'm just betting like a little bit amount of money. The market gets destroyed, so I got. I like to wait until there's like a couple other outs open. You know. Yeah, listen, I got a. I, I I do my my BetMGM board of spreads video on Wednesday morning, like before injury reports. I totally I I, I understand right. it. Here, pick five Looks NFL like games. Well, out. Yeah, wait, who's what? playing in the game? I I don't. I'm I'm not really sure yet. <laughs> Uh, Connor doing an awesome job with us as per usual. Connor, we appreciate it. My friend on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. Check out 4 for 4. Check out Betsperts and check out the podcast Move the Line. Good luck with the bets. Good luck with the Bears. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Talk next week. Our pal Connor Allen joining us here on You Better, You Bet. All right, good stuff from Connor. I, I might bet the Bears also. We'll see. Uh, just on the Deontay Johnson thing, unless you have anything else, sure. Ken, off the interview. No, no, no. I was just going to say we get uh, we get emails sometimes uh, from like BetMGM, like what's everyone betting tonight, right? And it's like, you know, like side total splits and stuff like that. And they'll always include a couple props and not like predictive of what happens with the prop at all, but just like, oh, like what are like what kind of angles are people looking at in, in the game? It's always really interesting. And Kincaid, it's funny because we got a note Dawson Knox placed on IR officially out four weeks. Kincaid's over like a very popular prop bet tonight. It's, it's one of those things where you, I always look at those and I go, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, like I, don't know what the, I don't know what the argument is. Like, I don't, I don't bet a lot of NFL props, obviously, but like, yeah, like I, I get it. So, yeah, it was just, it's really funny just to see like what, like what is everyone on in these games from a prop standpoint, not just side and total. And Kincaid seven for seventy five last week, and like starting to like emerge in this Bills offense, just like fantasy wise here. Like, I if you drafted him, I hope you held him. 
even when he was out, like I held him in all the leagues and I would like carry the second tight end for a week because he's like league winning upside down the stretch of the season is Dalton Kincaid. Uh, maybe he goes over his receiving yards prop tonight. Just like if if this Deontay Johnson thing is like a reaggravation of the hamstring injury and we don't know that, I think we're going to see a three in this game for sure. Like he's really important to the Steelers passing offense and then we can have a conversation of what we want to do if that's the case. And like if it's reaggravating that injury, he might be out for a little bit longer. That would stink for the Pittsburgh Steelers. On the other side, more NFL award conversation to wrap up our number two. We will start defensive player of the year, Garrett, Watt, and Parsons.